From the PSIA AASI Safer at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and we have got quite the panel discussion for you today. Emily Lovett, Greg Rhodes, and David Lawrence are joining us. Uh, we're going to be talking about the cross-country academy that was coming up, but unfortunately had to be canceled. Um, but we're going to share quite a bit of that with you. Emily, uh, Greg, David, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us today. Thanks, George. Thanks for inviting us on today. Now, Emily, you and I spoke a couple of months ago about how, yeah, really, we think this is going to be a big year for cross country uh, with people possibly not wanting to ride lifts too much. Uh, and then you were very excited about uh, Cross Country Academy coming up. What exactly happened? Yeah, well, um, you know, looking back, it, it kind of happened really fast. You know, sn snow was on the ground, and, and uh, people were starting to get out there for sure. And I think there still is a lot of excitement for cross-country skiing out there. Um, you know, the one thing we're managing as instructors is, is groups of people. And um, it just uh, came down to a situation where, um, you know, as, as a nation, we were really spiking with, with COVID cases and it wasn't the right time to bring a group of 50 plus people together to do ski clinics in a small town in Montana. So we did decide to, to cancel that. And I think it was um, definitely the right decision. Um, but we, we had a lot of excitement and a lot of momentum going into that academy. So, um, so there was certainly some disappointment um, in the fact that we did have to to have to cancel that this year but resorts are up and running now and people are getting out on snow what are you seeing in the cross-country world emily yeah definitely people are out there and um you know what i i love is you know i just love to see the variety of people out there you have people on on backcountry metal edge skis out there on the groomed cross-country trails um you have you know, the, the college kids that are maybe home from college because, uh, you know, they're not training as a team with their uh, team at college. And so there's just this really great vibe out there um, from what I've seen um, in cross country. And, and I think that it's going to continue that way through, through the season for sure. And what we really want to achieve with this podcast is to give you, Greg and David, a, an opportunity to share your message that you were going to have at Cross Country Academy, correct? Yeah, you know, I just think that, um, you know, the thought of this is that we had so much energy and so much, um, you know, some time and real thought process going into our clinic topics that we we're going to offer at Academy this year. And, um, you know, as a team, David, Greg and I, we've been working together for this would be our fifth year. And we've really tuned into how to work together really effectively. Uh, and then also how to uh, work with our our members at, at Cross Country Academy and the people who come and pretty in tune with um, how to make that event a really special uh, experience for for both us and yeah the people that come to it. So so we were pretty excited about it and and we'd love to just share some of the ideas that we had going into Academy in the podcast today. So working together, David Lawrence, let's start with you. Um, you've got a pretty great clinic topic, and I'm going to let you introduce and take it away. George, that's probably a good idea to let me introduce it, because my clinic topic might get you in trouble on air. My <laughs> clinic topic that has excited me the most, and that I was going to introduce there in West Yellowstone, is getting forward, get forward. What the H-E double hockey sticks does that mean? Because... 
I keep hearing coaches and instructors tell their students to get forward. And I, and I, and I don't see it really making much of a difference in the skiing population. And so curious, what is it? What are we getting forward exactly? And you'll hear coaches say, get your hips forward. But you don't really just get your hips forward because your hips are moving forward and back. They're doing all kinds of things. but And they're not just the hips because of the shoulders and uh, everything else goes forward with them as well. Get your knee forward, flex forward, move forward. And it's driving me bananas because I don't think it's having the effect that we intended to have. Right intention and effective impact. And so what I have been sharing out on snow is the idea that we get our center of mass forward. The problem is we have no feelings in our center of mass. There are no neurons or anything like that in our center of mass to let us know that we've gotten it forward. So what we've been doing, and um, I think our listening audience can join me and do this. If you stand up and you just put your feet flat on the ground, feel the pressure. George, I know that's one of your favorite words, throughout your whole foot. And then I want you to... I want you to lean forward, you know, lean, you know, lean forward, get your center of mass forward until you rise up onto your toes and lean all the way back until the balls of your feet and your toes come up and then just be on your whole foot and now drive forward into the ball of your foot. Keep your whole foot down, but drive forward into the pressure in the ball of your foot. Now, in my mind, and and I really love developing this on snow with the skiers, is that we actually move towards the rear part of the ball of the foot. There's actually sensations and neurons and things that give us feedback to let us know where our center of mass is. And we can feel where our center of mass is simply by tuning into where are the pressures in our feet. One of the cross-country fundamentals is we move, we direct our center of mass over our base of support to drive pressure through the length of the ski. You can't feel your ski necessarily, but you can feel your feet. So I'm working with um, our athletes, our members to move forward by directing pressure into their foot. Now there's all kinds of ways to do that. And, and that's the fun part. You know, do I, do I lean forward with my chest? Do I, push my hips forward what do i do exactly and the way we get that feedback is through the feet so that's what i've been developing on snow and it's and it's been raising some hackles it's stirring the pot a little bit because you know coach's favorite term is get forward well i'm challenging us not to use that anymore to do something different and hopefully maybe come up with something that's more effective now speaking of effective emily you, your clinic topic in West Yellowstone had something to do with skills and drills, right? Yeah, it did. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it away. Yeah. So, so the, one of the clinic topics that I was really excited to, to deliver and, and really think of it as, as a workshop with uh, all the participants is building cross country fundamentals through skills and drills. And, and David, you just gave a great example of, of one of our fundamentals is controlling the center of mass over the base of support, uh, the relationship of the center of mass to the base of support to direct pressure along the length of the foot. Oh, I mean, along the length of the ski, um, and to make that connection between body performance and ski performance. And 
uh, the updated technical standards that we've been working on as a team for uh, about three years now really is anchored in these fundamentals um, that uh, that David just shared um, one of them with us. And the other ones are really, they're all connected to the cross-country technical model, which is a familiar model that, that we've been using for several years. And it really outlines the skills, the fundamentals that are really important to, to be a good skier. And so one thing we've done, and I think this is a really important piece of our, our new updated standards, is we've developed and we've come up with assessment criteria at each level, level one, level two, level three certifications. And I'd like to use a little bit of a different word for that. And I'd like to think of those as skill development milestones. So for example, uh, we have a fundamental that is surrounded by gliding, gliding on our skis, because that's what creates momentum down the track and keeps us going down the track, going, moving forward. And so at level one, our skill development milestone is just to be able to glide on one ski. We'd like instructors to be able to glide on one ski at level one and to be able to teach someone how to glide on one ski. And so the clinic was really going to be working with each other to come up with activities that help a student learn how to glide on one ski. Okay. And, uh, you know, example might be that, you know, with a beginner skier, we, we start with skis off and we just have them focusing on their center of mass over base of support and feeling like they can balance on one, on one foot. And we might put a ski on, just put one ski on and have them push off their non-ski foot and see if they can keep their center of mass over their base of support to glide down the track on one ski. So some simple ways to, to get someone started. Another example would be like if we went up to our next skill development milestone at level two is, is we'd like to have someone be able to control their ski glide duration. Okay, so that's what we've defined as a skill development milestone at level two. Well, as instructors how and coaches, how do we help a student or an athlete have better control of their ski glide duration? So we would share with each other certain skills, certain drills that people use. Um, a drill I love to do is uh, tempo changes. You might ski with really short glide for a few strides and then ski with really long glides for a few few strides and go between those two just feeling what the difference is and how your body performs differently in short glides and in long glides and what you what adjustments you need to, to do and so, may, I, may i add one there that comes to my mind that uh that we were doing on snow same concept but do it on some kind of hill right on classic skis classic ski up the hill with you know, short glides and do the same hill with long glides, you know, something that's challenging enough, but, but you can get glide on 
to, to illustrate Kyle, what changes do you have to make to get those longer glides uphill? I love that. Yeah, I love that idea. And, and I think that, um, you know, uh, terrain specific, we use terrain, you can think of any drill you use, you can add a terrain component component and that's a uh a super great example of of adding terrain to to a drill of skills and drills so so awesome thanks for sure for sharing that so that was the idea um behind the workshop and in fact we just did this in our rocky mountain ed staff training uh, a few days ago so I was, I was excited to to work with it um with our ed staff and and i just think it has a lot of potential to um help us learn about our new updated standards and then also use it as a tool in lessons planning and, and, and framing our, our lessons around our assessment criteria, fundamentals, and um, I'm calling them um, skill development milestones. So so with that, you know, a lot of them we're, we're delivering uh, information out to our our athletes, our, uh, our students, is the way we share information, how we share our information. It means everything. And, and um, you know, Greg's been in doing some some work and um studying a little bit and and has a a great background in how we speak to our athletes and our our students and i'd love greg for you to dive into to your clinic topic there because it's so so important yeah i mean this whole all dave and emily's topics that are talking about it kind of get me excited with all the ideas that i have around my uh language of coaching and the cues that influence our students because they're highlighting some really cool and technical aspects of skiing that can help, we can all develop. But as instructors of all disciplines, as we enter um, this season, we're learning that we have to be really selective on our language um, because our language is our, our main communication that we have this year with uh, limited of not being able to see faces or if you're a snowboard instructor and you have use your physical contact we really got to get the language of what we're doing and um in the rocky mountain division our entire ed staff of all disciplines we did get a, a great keynote this year at the beginning of our training um i from a woman named nadine at the u.s ski and snowboard um who had their coach development and coach education she was citing um you know the book the language of coaching from one of her uh, academic advisors in her grad school um nick winkleman um who has a great book out right now. And I just kind of took this and um, really started running with it for an idea and a topic. And um, and I was going to run a clinic that really was a full-day clinic um, that helped us develop some of this language and, and how the words we use really influence um, some of these, how we get our students or an athlete to change those technical movers, maneuvers that we want them to do. Um, so adjusting their focus from internal of an internal body part moving um, to something completely external focus um, that is outside of their body. And, and this kind of comes from a lot of that research that shows that advanced ears or advanced motor learners um, do better with uh, external focuses than internal focus. So if you have an advanced skier and you're sort of giving them cues about you know, make sure you bend your knee or your ankle it needs to be bent at this much. Um, that's not something that's going to stick with them as well as if you give them a cue um, around a movement that, that is outside of the body. So um, an example that I'm going to use is, is kind of hitting off of Dave's um, topic of getting your center of mass forward. And that's very intrinsic. I mean, like Dave said, center of mass is not a 
a body part that has neurons that you can feel. So it's really hard to say, hey, move forward. Um, but if you start saying, you know, think of somebody at the other end of the trail pulling you down the trail. Um, so there's somebody pulling you down the trail. So that's your key that you give to somebody as, you're, as they're skiing away. Is that going to be a better cue than move your hips forward? Um, so, again, talking about those and what's more effective and what's not and, and putting that into clinics and then really is going to make it interactive. And this is something that people can take um, home with and work with other people at their Nordic Center or other instructors or just their friends. Start really thinking about what is my body movement that I want them to do and then how creative can you get something outside the body. And uh, one of the take-homes from the Ed staff kind of lecture was work with your other instructors and, and create a, a language locker is what she called it or um, a teaching toolbox is what a lot of times we use for thinking about drills but I was going to start bringing it into the language that we use so so started thinking of the language toolbox um, as instructors to really drive that forward um, so I gave one about example of being pulled down the trail another one that you commonly hear and this is what I was kind of highlighting during these clinics was we hear people when they're trying to get people to recover their arm slowly forward or casually forward and driving it down the trail instead of up to the sky. They talk about throwing a glass of water down the trail with each hand. And that's a very external cue that really gets people to change the movement pattern that you're looking for. So I was getting excited to to just kind of workshop with everybody and all the creativity of different ways that I was going to walk away from this clinic and everybody's going to walk away with a more full um, language toolbox or language locker. That was my excitement for this uh academy coming up now emily david greg you have me excited to attend cross-country academy on my alpine equipment because what i've been hearing really seems to bring in the or drive home the one team concept because every topic that you've brought up that's great teaching for every discipline would you agree emily yeah i mean i think that um you know, as, as we have been working together in the one team concept um, for, for four years now with, with all the other disciplines, I think that we're just naturally coming up with a lot of um, our teaching concepts and uh, ways to approach, you know, teaching snow sports and skill development. There's so much related. And so, um, so yeah, I think that w- that whether we can pinpoint it all the time or not, um, we're starting to have a lot of um, one team, uh, just camaraderie in in how we teach snow sports. So it's exciting. Yeah, that's an exciting piece about it. So thanks for bringing that up because when you're when you're in it and when you're doing it, you don't always you know recognize that. So so yeah, good point, George, for sure. I'm just you know I'm thinking about how the mem- members can benefit from what you've put together and I just I mean looking at the titles of your uh clinics get forward what the he double hockey hockey sticks does that even mean I mean that applies to alpine and snowboarding as well as nordic uh fundamentals through skills and drills that we all need to know that and the language that we're using Greg I mean that's so important in everything that we're teaching so I'm hoping that you're able to share a lot of this with the membership. Is that going to be a possibility, Emily? Yeah, you know, we are uh, keeping really open-minded about everything. And, 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 you know, one thing that uh, I've been 
kind of learning to operate on is, is navigating point to point. And I heard a podcast the other day and, and that was a, a big uh, point that this person was making is like, you know, we, we move to where we can move today. And, and this is why we wanted to share this information out because we all are probably teaching a lot in our local communities right now or will be. And, you know, we all, you know, De- Greg, David, and I, we're going to be exploring these concepts in our local communities, and we'd love to, to share them out to people. But let's maybe we all can start taking little uh, bits and pieces of, of these concepts and practice them on snow in our local communities. And and some, you know, someday down the road, we will be able to get together. And uh, and we're just keeping open minded about that. If something could happen in the spring, um, you know, we're, we'd be really willing to make that happen we just don't know what it looks like yet and so we're just trying to to keep positive and and uh, navigate um where we can today well before we conclude i'd love to hear a little bit about each of your local communities david what's it looking like up in uh in bachelor in the northwest yeah um well it's ever-changing and (laughs) no really (laughs) (laughs) i can tell you what it looks like right now or at least this week um we have Two Nordic systems. One is Meisner Snowpark Pass, um, groomed locally, and then we have Bachelor Nordic. Uh, we have good snow at each. There is a ton of people out there getting after it. That's been a ton of fun, and people are coming out. They're taking lessons. I've been uh, involved in a bunch of clinics lately, and it's feeling kind of normal out there, especially after you get a few K in underneath you. It. Uh, it just you just start like okay we're in snow you're starting to see smiles again especially on the cross country side right people need to breathe so the masks are coming down just a little bit you know everybody's social distancing and you're seeing teeth <laughs> you're seeing dimples and uh, a twinkle in their eyes so that's that's what it's like it's like people getting out and uh, and feeling and feeling good about it greg how about you yeah, I mean, I, I also live in Bend and, and ski the same trail that Dave just talked about, and it's awesome to get out. We have, we've been lucky. We had great early snow. Um, and so it's been exciting to be skiing for several weeks now. And, but I also have that connection back to the Central Division and the Twin Cities of Minnesota, and I know that they're struggling with snow and getting a lot of messages of, of, uh, of brown, brown ground. But I know that the Nordic Center's there. I just, just talked to a friend uh, earlier today about – you know, the snowmaking loops are, are open and they're skiing and they're packed like ever, ever before. So um, a little a little dry in the Midwest and hurt everybody to get out on snow and get super excited right away. And it's just such an awesome way to stay socially distanced and get outside. And, and one of the safest ways that we can see people out on the trail. And, um, before we start this podcast, Emma, I'm going to let Emily share her, uh, her excitement that she was talking about um, seeing people on the trail. And that was my very next question. <laughs> Go right ahead, Emily. Yeah, I, I think I, I had mentioned to, to Greg earlier that, you know, it's like my social life right now is when I get to go, I go out skiing and then I, I run into people I know, you know, it's just a spontaneous social life. And so uh, it's, it's pretty cool to, to have that, you know, now that we're in ski season. Uh, but, you know, we, we did just run a clinic here in the Rocky Mountain, our rendezvous uh, early season clinic. And, and that went really well. We, we did it with smaller group sizes, smaller numbers down in Breckenridge and um you know and like david was saying it's just like you could really just feel people um 
just the, the joy of being out there, being with the community, and 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 it was we could really do it in a safe way. I really felt comfortable about it. So, you know, having that under my belt, I felt like I just really am excited about the ski season. I feel confident we can run clinics. We can, um, you know, smaller group size clinics. I feel like we can really do that. And um, things are ramping up here in Steamboat Springs. We have um, decent snow up high and some good snow making in town. Um, and so we're, we're getting off the ground with, with clinics and, and, um, lessons and all that as well. So, so it's an exciting time as we, as we really roll into the meat of ski season. Well, in conclusion, I'd love for each of you to just give a, a word of encouragement to our membership. David, let's start with you. Get out, get out, get on snow. It's going to be okay. Greg? Uh, yeah, stay active. Um, you ought to move to, to be happy and be healthy. Um, so if you can get out and be safe and move, get out and move. Emily? Yeah, I would say the same thing. I mean, more than ever, being outside is um, a real grounding place to be. So, uh, And being on skis is, is just a joy. So um, get out and, and find you know, some places that you can get out and slide on snow and, and, and enjoy it because, um, yeah, we got, we got today, you know, enjoy today. Emily Lovett, David Lawrence, Greg Rhodes. Thank you very much for joining us on first chair. Really appreciate it. Thanks George. From the PSIA ASI Safer at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado. I'm George Thomas.